everyone, and welcome to Behind the Mask. I'm one of your co-hosts, EJ, and joining me today are my friends Lori. Hello. And T. Hello. This is episode seven. We're calling it Masks Many Women Wear and dedicated to all the moms out there since it is Mother's Day, or this episode will be airing on Mother's Day. And so we're going to start out just kind of talking about, since this is kind of themed about Mother's Day, you know, every woman has gone through a a situation where they're looked up to, um, whether they're a sister, an aunt, a cousin, a niece. And I know for me, like, I had a really good relationship with my mom. And so I always hoped that, you know, one day I could have kids and I could be the mom that, you know, I had. And so, like, what do you guys, either of you have decent relationships with your moms or what was your relationship with your parent moms like? Go for it, T. Uh, you know, I think like most things in life, it's complicated. My mom was amazing. She was one of those moms that was just a lot of fun and uh, she still is. But unfortunately, um, when I was about seven, I was separated from my mom for several years. So that really took a ding on the relationship uh, through no fault of hers or mine. Right. Right. And then mine complicated that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I would say I had a very complex, lots of ups and downs with my mom over the years. Some good, some not so good. I would say the best part of our relationship is that it ended well. So there we go. Yeah, Yeah, I think for me, like, I was an only child growing up, so I was really close with my mom. And... I'm really grateful for the relationship her and I built. I mean, I'm close with my dad, too. But I think my mom and I, you know, it was, it was always never, I'm going to go ask my dad. It was always, I'm going to go ask my mom. <laughs> you know, can I go over to my friend's house? Oh, I'm going to go ask mom. So it just, as I, and then as I got older, like her and I would like to go do things because my dad uh, worked in a pretty intense job for a while. So he was usually pretty tired on the weekends. And he was, he was a homebody. So he liked to stay home and garden and work in the garage. So mom and I would hop in the car maybe on a weekend and go, you know, just to a park or something for lunch or just hang out together. And, you know, she got sick the first time she went through the cancer treatment. She pretty much did most of it on her own, except I would take her over to Seattle to um, do treatments and stuff. And uh, we got close during that. And I, I remember her not wanting to drive from Seattle back home to Bremerton because it was on the big road, which is I-5 to her. <laughs> um, and then I remember getting home. Because we ended up having to, because we missed the ferry. Bremerton and Seattle, there's a ferry that connects them. And we'd missed the ferry, and I wasn't willing to sit there for another hour and 25 minutes waiting for the next ferry and then get home an extra hour later. So we just drove home. And I remember hearing her tell my dad, wow, she did really good all by herself. Because <laughs> my mom was, like, white-knuckling it on the way home. Because she did wow. not like driving on highways. Um, so I just, we had a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of laughs. Yeah, and when she got sick, I know she was kind of upset that, I did have to kind of step in and take over, kind of taking care of everything and um, kind of never really wished that on me, but I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful that for the, the 31 years that I did have with her. And I'm also blessed and I feel grateful that, you know, after hearing your guys' stories, and I know we've talked personally about other things that have gone on in your lives. Um, and then other people in my life too, that I've had been as like friends that have not had as great of relationship with their moms. It makes me more blessed and grateful to God for allowing me to have such an awesome mom. Yeah, I think, um, gosh, it's been a while since I've done specific research on like moms and daughters and things, but I have often read and often heard that it tends to be, especially in those teenage years, moms and daughters kind of have that 
often contentious, if you will, relationship, <laughs> you know, and you know. there's a, you know, just kind of a battle going on. And, you know, moms often trying to exert their control, I guess, and daughters trying to um, have their own sense of control and become the woman they're going to be. And, right. and that kind of sticks with a lot of women until, you know, kind of they're in their what? mid 20s mid 30s and then i think an amazing thing that i've observed happening in a lot of relationships that my girlfriends and and other people that i've heard of you know as a wedding coordinator i got to do with lots of mothers and daughters and i would say the older each woman got the more forgiving um the more grace-filled each woman became with with each other and it doesn't always work out that way but mm -hmm. i would say that age and life experience and having children all of that tends to soften i guess if you will if you haven't had the best relationship with your mom you mm -hmm. at least can understand them better and kind of know why they did some of the things they did mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah and i you know i definitely want to address that you know moms don't always have to be the ones that, you know, give birth to you. You know, I put out a, you know, a shout out to all the moms who became stepmoms that consider themselves moms and parent moms who've adopted um, children. You know, that's, mm -hmm. you're just as equally a mom as anybody else. Yes. Or even like grandparents and aunts that have grandmas and aunts who've raised kids um, because of, which, you know, whatever happened in the family. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I would say that my grandmothers were probably the two most influential women in my life. And, you know, my, my younger years, if you will. Well, and even uh, on into adulthood. Yeah. But um, I definitely... Um, you know, felt that my grandmothers gave me, I don't know, just gave me such wonderful, vivid, loving examples of, of the kind of woman that I wanted to be, um, you know, when I grew up. And, and I definitely feel, feel blessed. And, you know, it's interesting because I would say it's really shaped how I want to be a grandparent, you know, and, 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 I find myself doing and saying and and being with uh, my grandchildren. I find myself acting like my grandmothers often, which makes me smile and makes my heart happy. But yeah. yeah. Um, T, do you have any grandmas, aunts, cousins that are kind of you look up to or been an impact in your life and your oh. kind of extended family? Most certainly, most certainly, you know, um, when my mom was not able to be uh, there for me, uh, my aunt, my dad's sister was definitely a huge factor in my life. Uh, and when I thought of who I wanted to grow up and be like, I wanted to be like my mom and I wanted to be like my aunt Evie. They were just, they're just amazing women and who have gone through a lot. And in watching them, I knew that it was possible to overcome adversity. And I also, my uh, grandmother on my dad's side uh, came over here from Norway 
right after World War II. And uh, at the end of her life, she told many of the stories that occurred while she was over there. And so there's this sort of connection to your history through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, growing up, my parents had been married about a year and then my mom's mom moved in with them just to make, you know, to downsize. And um, she lived with my parents until I was 14. Um, So roughly 18 to 20 years. Um, So I grew up with a grandmother in my house, um, you know, through my young, you know, kid life and then kind of the early teens, which uh, was a blessing. And also (laughs) it it caused some tension. (laughs) Because, you know, my grandmother was born in 1924 and was raised in a different time than I was being raised in. And uh, she had a few different ideas, did she? She did. Uh, (laughs) You know, and I I appreciate now, now I appreciate some of the things she tried to teach me. Like she tried to teach me how to crochet. She tried to teach me how to sew. And I learned a little bit from her in that regard. Like I learned some of the crafts that she did. But she grew up in a time where women were taught home ec and how to cook and how to clean and how to, you know, sew and all that stuff as to be a home, you know, a housewife. And I wanted nothing to do with any of that. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was a very, the tension in our house was like, I liked math and science and my, I was kind of on my dad's side with that. And then my grandmother was always kind of trying to, lean me towards English and history and I could not to this day I Lori you know this I hate history I hate hate English but yet my dream is to be a published author so I enjoy creative writing but it's it's the structured writing that I I really have an issue (laughs) with Um, so that grandmother and I you know so and she passed away god this year will be 20 years ago wow um and it hit, she had moved in with her son. So my mom had a, a brother as well. And so he, his wife, um, she'd moved in the last few years of her life into, in with them. And so I, we kind of got distant, but we were still really close. And, it, and to this day, like, you know, I lost her to cancer. So I've, I've lost quite a few family members to cancer and just, you know, still sucks. It still hurts. Um, I have a lot of great memories with her. Um, and then um, my dad's mom, my dad's from Minnesota, so we would go back every other summer to visit her because she lived back there along with my dad's, most of my dad's extended family, uh, his siblings and stuff. He's have some around the country too, but most of them kind of stayed in Minnesota area. So I don't have as close a relationship as I'd like to have with my aunts and my cousins. Um, but I'm grateful that I still can keep in touch with them now. And, um, you know, my grandma on my dad's side, um, she was a piano teacher so uh, she enjoyed that I, I got to play my clarinet for her one year. That was really a cool memory. Um, she's like, she wanted me to learn the piano, but she was just glad that I picked up music at, you know, at all. Um, so she was really excited to get to hear me play clarinet. Um, hmm. So I, I, and I have a lot of great memories with her. She, um, I believe, was Swedish, and my dad's dad was Danish, so I've kind of got that. Well, Scandinavian roots. I not really specific, but 
definitely grew up with that and my dad grew up on a farm in minnesota so we've got a lot of great stories a lot of memories with that and learned a lot um so i i'm glad for that and i hope you know it's recently some of my cousins and i have been connecting a little more and uh we're all learning about different things that we didn't know about our family from back in the day you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know, just, Hey, did you know about this? And I'm like, no, I didn't know about the, well, I'll send you pictures. And so I'll get like this envelope of pictures in the mail of all these things. And yeah, I was always, um, I loved, you know, cause my dad, my dad's family was also from Minnesota and you and I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of these very fam- <laughs> similar stories, you know, yep. and definitely a farm family. Um, right. my dad's family is Dutch and, um, yeah. So, um, again, that kind of Scandinavian, um, Mm -hmm. but, um, it, yeah. So there was, you know, lots of trips to Minnesota Mm -hmm. and, um, probably, you know, I was a city girl going out (laughs) farmland. Um, most of the time I was a a fish out of water. Um, (laughs) I I didn't really know what to do with myself. You know, I did learn a lot and grow a lot. And I, oh, some of my aunts were just amazing. And, you know, I, I definitely, my dad's family is a very large family. He is Mm -hmm. one of nine. Yeah. So, um, you know, there were lots of aunts and uncles and cousins and, you know, all of that. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get that one in the way, cause my dad's the youngest boy in his family and he's a, in a family of seven. So I'm younger than most of my cousins and I'm older than all of their kids. So I'm like right smack dab in the middle. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, it's been interesting, but I, I love that I am able to use Facebook now to keep in touch and keep up with them. And I've had cousins that have had kids recently and stuff. So it's just really neat to see him growing up and, um, hmm. my, that the, his living siblings that have are still around um, have visited a few times in the last couple of years. Granted, with COVID, they couldn't come last year or this year. So I'm I'm glad I'm being able to build up a relationship because my grandmother, my dad's mom, passed away um, in '98, and that was the last time we went back to Minnesota. So it's been like over 20 years since I've been back there. So I've really kind of lost that. So with when Facebook and stuff became a thing and all the families started getting it, it's nice to kind of keep in touch with everybody now and start rebuilding that relationship again. Sounds like fun. So we've talked about moms. We've talked about people like grandmothers, aunts, cousins, kind of in our immediate family, but are there other people in your life, um, spiritual moms, friends, moms that have you kind of look up to, or just women that you kind of see as a spiritual sister or mom? What are your thoughts, team? Unfortunately, that's not an area I have much on that. My, I think the closest I had to a spiritual mom would have been my aunt Ebby. Uh, she was very much very devout Christian, and uh, matter of fact, I kind of have a funny story about that. Before she passed away, she had made a, a trip to Montana, and uh, and was flying back. Now, my aunt had a lot of fears about anything that moved, so 
cars and airplanes. And normally she had to be somewhat medicated, if not completely (laughs) medicated, to get into a vehicle or on a plane. So she was flying back. And my cousin was there to pick her up. And she says that everybody who was disembarking were just in tears because apparently there had been an incident during the flight that involved very, very bad uh, turbulence. Oh, my. And so my cousin was just petrified. She was certain they were going to have to wheel my aunt off the plane because she was going to be a drooling mess from the anxiety of that flight. And she here comes her mom just be bopping off the plane and just super excited. And my my cousin's like, Mom, are you, know, are you okay? She's like, I almost got to meet Jesus today. <laughs> she was oh, excited. Wow. She was, she was like just, just on cloud nine. She thought yeah. she, she was sure she was going to meet Jesus. So. Oh, my goodness. That is just so <laughs> precious. Yeah. Um, T, do you have any people in your life like, uh, I wouldn't, I mean, maybe not spiritual moms, but just people you consider like a second mom? No. No? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, no, not, I mean, not, not a lot of people. I mean, some people do. So I, I'm just, just curious. I, I think, I think because of the the things that went on throughout my my childhood and uh, young adult, I just never found that I connected with folks, uh, women mm. who were older than me in that way that I would look at as a mother figure. Um, I might have people in my life that I kind of consider sisters. Um, but not not mother figures. I think I ended up just becoming really independent, mm. okay. not looking in that, looking at, looking at it like that. So, yeah, I don't think I really felt like I had, you know, mom figures in my life in until later, um, and <clears throat> I had, um, you know, and I, I still have. Um, you know, one of the most amazing uh, mom mentor figures in my life, one of my best friend's moms. And, um, you know, she um, she really has um, done so many things. And she's, she's like a grandmother to my mm-hmm. sons. And um, she, um, you know, which is, is, is good because I don't think – um, outside of their father's uh, mother, I don't think the boys felt like they had active, you know, grandparents in their lives because um, we had moved away from, you know, their uh, paternal grandparents in um, in Colorado. And so it was wonderful to have somebody like that. I mean, she did things like, and and she's the most amazing woman too because she's that woman. What's that song? I'm gonna bring home the bacon and I'm gonna fry it up in a pan and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, you know. And this woman is like that. I mean, and she does everything from know how to make Devonshire clotted cream, and then she can take Kevin aside and show him how to put up drywall. And, and set up her own electrical and you're like and then she can sew a dress and she can and I'm like 
this woman is not even real. She, she is like, just doesn't even seem, it's just so amazing. I've never quite met anyone like her. Um, and, um, you know, I can't imagine my life without her. And she definitely gave me those, those good vibes. And I thought, that's how I want to be. That's how I want to be with my kids, my grandkids, you know, and definitely gave me a, what I felt like was an amazing model and definitely faith filled. And, um, you know, and I definitely had some, some kind of moms in the faith, you know, um, it's, it's hard because I have some amazing, um, women of faith, but I'm, I, I feel like if I mention one and then I don't mention the other three, then, or however many, you know, that right. I'm excluding someone, but, you know, I can, I can probably think of about five or six women off the top of my head within my kingdom family, as, as I call them, who, who have just made such an amazing impact in my life. And, and I can't imagine, um, that I would even be the person that I am today without them. So my hat's off to all of them. Yeah. And they really always kind of restored my faith and hope in, in, I guess, what I had envisioned when I was young about what a mom could be, would be, and, and that kind of thing. And, and they definitely have shown me in many ways that with faith, you know, it's not easy, but that you could be successful and happy and, and content within your life. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you, Lori, there's a lot of, you know, growing up, I had, um, three people really off the top of my head, um, moms of friends that became like second moms to me, um, to this day, I still keep in touch with them as best I can. Um, they were friends with my mom. Um, and the neighborhood I grew up in, I was, we lived in for 27 of the 28 years. So we, we had a lot of people like we talked about, about the moving around stuff. Like I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I was born in the same town that I grew up in. And I, when I was three, we moved into this house and I moved out of the house when I was 31. So that's right. I think I had to drag you out. (laughs) Practically. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, so those three growing up were, I, I, you know, I didn't grow up in a, in a faith based relation family or anything like that, but um, just these three people were like, we were, they were there, like they were there when we needed them. And I'm grateful for them. Um, still keep in touch as best I can with them. Um, you know, and then I have, you know, uh, a ton of friends who are moms now themselves, who I kind of look up to in the, you know, as a, as a mom, but as a sister and an aunt, um, you know, I'm, I'm auntie to quite a few of my friends, kids and, Again, you know, we, we have a large kingdom family and I have a lot of amazing spiritual women in my life that I'm really grateful to have and they know who they are. And, you know, I I do my best to make sure they know it, that I, I am grateful for them in my lives as often as I can. Um, 
so yeah, I'm not going to say names because I know I don't want anybody to not hear their name and be upset. So I'm just not going to say any of them. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm grateful for that. And I, and I think, you know, people come into our lives in different seasons. Um, you know, and we, we have those times where, you know, this season you need somebody that's this and that person comes into your life and some stay and hang out and then others maybe stick around for a little while and, you know, move on and that's okay. Yes, very ecclesiastical. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we've, we've talked family, we've talked moms, we've talked um, spiritual people in our lives, friends, moms, that kind of stuff. So what about, are there public figures or celebrity women that you guys look up to? Maybe not even a mom, but just a um, like a, an actor, actress, author, something you know that you say you know i i want to emulate something they're doing or oh my goodness i did research <laughs> oh and, and and i have all of these thoughts running through my head um you know it's interesting i made a post about it today on social media i was like wow i i don't think we celebrate women enough and you know, I think that we, I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just my view, but I feel like often the many things that women do, they're just assumed we're supposed to do those things, or that it's just, um, I don't know, I just feel like it's almost overlooked. I don't know. Am I wrong? I, mean, I guess it depends on what genre you're talking about. Like, if you're talking you know a specific we don't celebrate women in certain areas but we try to you know i mean okay yes we have mother's day which we're celebrating and you know we i just i was surprised when i was reading up on all of these different women you know from you know margaret thatcher to marie curie eleanor roosevelt rosa parks you know ellen and oprah Mother Teresa, you know, I mean, all of these, but I was really surprised about that. I didn't know half of what they did. Yeah. You know, I, I think I maybe knew a quarter of what all of these women accomplished in their lives. You know, I've always been a, you know, um, anyone who knows me, I'm a huge sports fan. And um, outside of the accomplishments that Many women athletes, you know, have done and just like men, um, racial barriers, um, gender barriers, all of these different things where, you know, yes, they did all of those things. But I was amazed at how many women started their own foundation, started, you know, give back to their communities, um, Share, share the wealth, you know, um, JK Rowling, um, you know, she was quoted as having said, you have a moral responsibility when you've been given far more than you need to do wise things with it and give it intelligently, you know? And I, I think I was surprised because she was far from the only woman who felt that way 
And then there was, you know, just the idea that when women can exercise political leadership, there are gains for the whole world society when there are women in politics. And so I was just really, really encouraged. Um, You know, so going back to sports, I really have always admired um, Serena and Venus Williams. And they do so much for education, big brothers and sisters, those in, in poverty and and you know not that they're not you know that's outside of you know the fact that what serena is one of the oldest still competing women mom athletes you know so now not only does she is she competing at the top of her game athletically she's being a mom and having children of her own and still doing all of these things. I mean, that kind of stuff impresses me. I, you know, I, um, one of my favorite actresses is Meryl Streep. I, I, I'm not going to say we agree on everything politically or morally or anything like that, but beyond her amazing talent, um, I think that she does amazing things for like, some of those smaller organizations, organizations like Meals on Wheels and um, Coalitions for the Homeless and Colleges, um, she dedicates at a minimum a million a year to, to making sure that those less fortunate than herself are no, you know, taken care of, if you will. So I just think um, Angelina Jolie and, um, you know, she's done so much um, financially, but I didn't realize that not only um, has she been um, working with, I think it's UNICEF, but she's actually done six field missions, Mm -hmm. like actually goes there and does what you know, the, everybody else does, you know, she's Mm -hmm. out there, you know, in these foreign countries and all over Africa and everywhere else, you know, and then of course they're adopting children and, you know, there's some of the kids that she adopted were from countries that, um, she did do those service missions at. Right. Yes. Yes. And she did a lot with, um, sex trafficking and, um, um, I know, Gosh, there's just so many of them, you know, and um, so I think that for me, today's topic of choice was just very, very eye-opening and really just caused me to have more and more respect for for some of the amazing women um, in this world, so... Amen. Yeah, I uh, have a lot shorter list, um, but there are some that I definitely, you know, look up to. I, it's hard to narrow down the specific amount because, you know, as you know, as you're going through and you watch a movie, you're like, oh, I like that actress or oh, like, oh, I like that host on that show. And, you know, Ellen DeGeneres yes. is a great host. She's hilarious, yeah, you know, she's and, great. 
you know, plus she's an activist. She's, you know, um, in her own right with um, the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, I know she also is working with something in South America. Um, and then, you know, just I, I respect any actor or actress who goes to a foreign country and does a service project or a mission yeah. and yeah. doesn't do it for the re- recognition of doing it, you know? Um, I think that's, those are people we need to look up to more. Um, I also think, um, like some people, uh, Sally Ride. Oh yeah. She's an astronaut, astrophysicist, physicist. And in, you know, in 1983, which was the year I was born, she was the first American woman in space. And I think that is freaking awesome. That's so awesome. Um, you know, she was first American woman. She was the third overall, you know, so like there were a few other women in, I believe, Russia. Yeah, one, that yeah had been a couple up. of Russian women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was the third officially, but first American woman. So that, I think that's a really awesome title, you know, honor to have. Yeah. Um, and then also like, Princess Diana. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She's beautiful. Um, you know, set the stage for a lot of things. Um, she really did. Marie Curie. I know scientists extraordinaire. Yeah. I mean, it's just the things she discovered. Yes. And then more as kind of a more personal note as an author, um, I really look up to Debbie Maycomber. She's a romance author. She's, um, based out of Port Orchard, Washington and, um, created a series called, you know, Cedar Cove, which is based on Port Orchard. Um, she writes, you know, modern day stuff um she's kind of the writer that i want to emulate you know not, not like copy her work but i definitely like want to kind of keep in that genre and she doesn't often write a lot of um i don't want to say like angsty she doesn't write that like, right like she writes really good stories but they don't have a lot of like major drama in them like they come up with sensible drama you know um, and it and there's often not like sex scenes and a lot of cussing. Some depending on the story and depending on the characters, there may need to be some, but it's often a pretty reasonably clean and semi wholesome writing. And you know, I I kind of want to emulate that because I don't feel like a re- story needs to have sex in it to sell. You know, um, I agree. so I you know that so that's something like I don't write that, and so I like to read authors that you know also feel that kind of same way um but yeah so this is just a few off the top of my head that you know i I think and plus um i'm forgetting the names now but the ladies of hidden figures the movie but it's also based on the women of nasa again again i'm a science and math geek so like all that kind of like the powerful women in those uh, oh my goodness gracious i know i was thinking of uh i mean you've got jane goodall and you've got mm, um, yeah i wish i would have wrote her name down but there was this woman who i was like she did what really that it was a woman who came up with um the whole concept of data processing and and all this stuff. i was like are you kidding me mm-hmm. wow yeah. i you know i just like i said i was just shocked with how much I guess I just didn't know right. that, that women are doing and they're succeeding yeah. and, and, you know, helping their communities and yeah. it warms my heart. So. Yeah. And then um, another person I was thinking of was like 
for, you know, I grew up watching cooking shows and to this day, like I enjoy them. And I know Lori hated it when I wanted to have the food network on the uh, house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like, you know, just the historical people of like Julia Child was kind of one of the first oh, people out there. She's a cool you know? lady. Um, and then like t- I grew up or I wouldn't say I was grow up, grew up, but we definitely watched a lot of Food Network in our house. And my mom and I, when she was sick, even uh, we would sit and watch the Food Network and we both loved the Pioneer Woman. Oh, yes. Uh, you talk Reed, about her a lot. Reed Drummond. I've learned a lot from her. I mean, I've learned a lot from watching uh, cooking shows. And um, it's it's funny because I remember my mom's like, well, we don't need to get Reed's, you know, cookbooks. What is the Pioneer Woman is Reed Drummond. And uh, I, I told my mom, I was like, no, we're going to get, you know, we should get some. And so the, the Christmas before she passed away, I remember we, we bought the first couple. And she was sitting there on Christmas Day flipping through them. And she goes, wow, these are like amazing cookbook she's like i'm gonna get rid of all my other ones and keep these (laughs) um and what re does is she breaks down each step and puts a picture of each step along the way so like these thick you know books hardback books have all these amazing recipes with like step-by-step guides and she cooks simple stuff like she that would be what i need (laughs) yeah yeah she she doesn't cook like these overly like dramatic you know, uh, dishes and she, cause she lives on a farm that's like an hour away from the closest town. And that's just a little, like one horse town, you know, it's a really tiny town. So she's got to, you know, go stock up on stuff and then come home and she's got to maybe not go shopping for a month. Um, so we've wow. learned a lot and we just tried, you know, I try to emulate some of that. So she's another one that I do try to like, pick up some stuff from. Any thoughts team? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, it is the strangest thing. I'm sitting here listening to you guys <clears throat> talk about these women and, and, and most of them I know of and, and I, I admire and they've done great things. But to sit here and think about women that I feel I have been impacted by, um, especially celebrity wise, I, I do have some comments about women I am that I admire typically not in the field of celebrity. Well, mm. good. Let's hear about them. Yeah, sure. Share away. So, um, the women I, I want to talk to talk about and that I want to honor are the women who are my clients. Um, mm. I work for that serves uh, victims of sexual assault, domestic mm. violence, and these are some of the bravest women I have ever met. And they often are mothers. Um, More often than not, they are mothers. And that they continue to be that to their children through the hardest times of their lives often. So that's, when I think of who I admire, that's what keeps popping up in my head is these moms persevering despite horrible, horrible acts done to them Mm -hmm. by in a domestic violence situation by their spouse or in a sexual assault during the assault, but the system as well. Yeah. In order for them to seek justice or restorative justice in any sense, oftentimes they are re-victimized. And so they still get up. They'll still keep moving forward and they still keep trying. So those are the moms that I am. You're gonna make me cry. Amen. But so true. You know, and it's, I 
I strongly agree with you. I was thinking also of, you know, when you said that, T, um, there were some special, you know, women teachers um, mm. within my life, you know, yeah. who I, I thought, you know, wow, they, and they do what they do really just out of the goodness of their heart, you know, um, the good ones, you know, and, yeah. and they're so exceptional with molding and, and directing and, and impacting the lives of their students, you know, and, um, I can think of just, you know, a handful of those beautiful women who I know sacrificed to, to be the, the kind of teachers that they were. And, right. and even, even on into, you know, college, um, I know T you and I've had a, a couple of conversations about some impactful professors, you know, who, who we just felt like, you know, we're just so giving, so loving, um, so, so good at teaching and sharing a message, you know, that, that was impactful. And so, yeah, I definitely don't want to only honor celebrities. Right. I just was amazed at all of the accomplishments that I read today. And right. not all of those women that I mentioned were necessarily celebrities. I think of, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt or um, uh, what's her name that started the Red Cross? Um, oh, yeah. And, and but Butler? I don't um, remember. I can't remember her name now, you know. Um you know, Amelia Earhart, um, mm -hmm. you know, all of these people who were just, you know, and, and yes, I mean, I, I was reading about Harriet Tubman and I was reading about Sojourner Truth and, mm -hmm. um, you know, some amazing, amazing women who did things at the time, definitely not for notoriety. Right. You know, I mean, you know, um, definitely not for, I, you know, wasn't it J.K. Rowling who was, wasn't she one of the one that was like practically homeless? Yeah, she yeah, wrote, was, started her story on napkins. Yeah, right. in, a, in a cafe. Right. Yeah, she I was mean, a single mom. So, yeah, I mean, she's a celebrity now, but I think of her and I, mm -hmm. you know, I think, oh, my goodness, you know, um, was it uh, Jewel? Jewel was living out of her car, you know, and, and got picked up, right? And and noticed, you know. I just, I think that what amazes me about so many of these stories that we're reading, you know. Mother Teresa, my goodness, that woman definitely didn't, you know, she wasn't trying to be, she was definitely not, she would never have been okay with being what did they, they made her a saint or whatever. Yeah, she would have never been okay with that. She's a very humble, beautiful soul who literally just wanted, she would, she had um, horrible feet issues. 
And like at the end of the day, you know, her feet would be bleeding because she was on them so much. And she was constantly serving people. And I think that's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I've served till I bled. I've done. I definitely have served. I just don't know if I've <laughs> served to that extent, you know, okay. but, but definitely T what you said was, I agree there, there are so many unsung heroes and there mm-hmm. are so many moms and women who gosh, have really been through the ringer through some horrific things and not only are they standing, but they're thriving and they're raising children and they're, they're being mentors of their own. And that is a worthy thing that I think is very important. Yeah. We need to honor that. Yes. Amen, Amen to that. Well, ladies, I will admit this, this was better than I thought because I was like, no, I really, I've avoided Mother's Day for a long, I mean, outside of a wonderful Mother's Day with my own sons, you know, um, I definitely feel blessed, um, I, you know, knowing my children love me and my grandchildren, you know, love me, um, but the whole like, concept of moms has just never been, I just, yeah, it's never been a really... Let's let's go talk about that subject. You know, I've just avoided it for uh, for many, many, many a year. So I'm surprised I'm the one that brought it up, and I'm the one that's still, you know, missing my mom. <laughs> it's yes. been six years. <laughs> well, I'm 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 grateful that my mom is still alive, and that um, even though our relationship doesn't look like your typical mother daughter relationship, she is still my mom, and she did so much when I came back into her life it was at a time I needed her most and she was a perfect mom for a weird teacher and <laughs> had been sheltered on the one hand and too aware of other things on the other hand and she rolled with it and had a great sense of humor and um, showed me that I didn't have to be so scared so, you know, so even though our relationship was impacted, um, we can still pick up the phone and talk to each other once a year, twice a year, once every two years. <laughs> yeah, and, um, but, and still know that there's a, a true love there. And so I'm very appreciative of that. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm very grateful that on New Year's Eve, she drunk called me and spent New Year's Eve with me and my sister, my sister lives with her and they were, you know, we spent hours on the phone while they were drinking to the New Year's. So (laughs) it was great fun. (laughs) I love it. I I definitely want to, I want to honor my mom in that and um, that even though I don't have a lot to say about the whole mom thing in general, like having mother figures, uh, I don't want to in any way uh, take away from what my mom sacrificed 
uh, despite it, with everything uh, yeah. To, yeah. to do her yeah. best for mm -hmm. us. Um, it's interesting also, you say that. Oh, no, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, go. you go ahead and I'll go. Well, I'll no, I was up. just thinking it's interesting you say that because mm -hmm. I have said I know to you and, and to some those close to me probably the best in my mind years with my mother were those last three because we definitely were able I, I actually got to call my mom and ask for advice and we exchanged emails and calls and and it was I'm so, I feel so blessed to have those three years to to look back on and um, it it allows me to to have something good you know to hang on to because I didn't feel like my mom and I were very close you know mm -hmm. growing up and and she wasn't healthy and I wasn't healthy and and you know um, there was just a lot to that relationship that was tenuous at best and so I was so so grateful for those those last three years where we were both able to forgive and love and and you know give to one another and so yeah I'm really grateful for that time yeah um I learned a lot from my mom um and that's even to this day there's times where I want to pick up the phone and call her because mm -hmm. there's those moments where you just kind of forget for a second mm -hmm. which is weird you know <laughs> but or where you just wish that they were there yeah yeah there's that too um, but yeah, I just, you know, my mom was, she handled so much stuff, you know, we, you know, corralling me and, you know, I, her and I, we, we butted heads a lot, you know, um, as moms and daughters do. But I think at the end of the day, we realize we love each other. We're mom and daughter and that that's going to be stronger than any argument, you know, we could, you know, have, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... Dee, you had another thought that you were going to share. Yes. Um, there are three other uh, specific mothers that I admire, and that's my own daughters. Ha, <laughs> um, oh, yes. So I watch them being moms through their, their each their own uh, types of hardships. And, and you know, my, my oldest daughter... Uh, she lost her first baby when she was eight months pregnant and she was so strong through that even when she felt weak just watching her heal from that and and, and um, have two more kids and she's just a phenomenal mom with them and even though her and the dad aren't together anymore they're amazing co-parents and oh, do whatever great. they need to do to take care of those kids uh, my middle daughter, you know, she has has five. I don't think she figured out what caused that, 
<laughs> but she, her oldest two uh, daughters were were taken from her. And I won't go into details about that because I don't want to cause any complications there. But she only gets to see them two times a year uh, for a total of three weeks. And she does whatever she has to do to make that happen and uh, and still be the mom to her other three children. Uh, so she's doing a phenomenal job there. Uh, my youngest daughter with her oldest son, uh, his dad died a year ago in a tragic accident. And so she's had to step into that role and be graceful about it. And uh, she maintains the relationship with his family so that they can stay in a relationship with the grandson mm-hmm. uh, my grandson and then she just on the 21st had another baby and had complications going into that and she never wavered she never faltered she was just such a trooper through both her pregnancies and the delivery where it was and so watching them raise these children and then in this complicated world we're living you know, oh, I know. So I, yeah, I admire my daughter. As yes, yes, I would agree with that. I really admire. I've been, you know, um, I feel like, you know, really working on my relationship with my daughter in law. Um, and, um, you know, it's just been so amazing to see, you know, um, the choices that she's making and the the things that she's doing and the way that she um, loves her stepson and and her daughter and mm-hmm. you know I I pray every day that we have um, just a much better relationship than I had with my mother-in-laws I didn't feel like my relationships with my my mother-in-laws was was ever that great and so i've always i just pray and hope that that mine can be different with with my daughter-in-law and i i think that it is but you know um never one to assume but um i do feel like you know my daughter-in-law and i both work on on that and it helps that that we're both that we both desire for that. You know what I mean? Even if we even if we don't always know how to accomplish it, the heart is there uh, for both of us. And so I think that that makes it, you know, all the better. And yes, I definitely mm-hmm. admire her as a mother. Mm-hmm. I have to say, let's make a nod out to mother-in-laws. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious, yes. <laughs> because, because that is a thing, too. You know, I am a mother-in-law. They really so do get the, the short end of the stick sometimes, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I have yeah. to say that I got blessed with both my mother-in-laws uh, in my first marriage. Um, she's still in my life. Um, of course, she's my kid's grandma. Um, but I, I really do adore her, and um, I don't tell her that enough. And uh, my... Most recent mother-in-law who passed away a year ago, uh, uh, on the 12th, it'll be a year. Um, and there were missed opportunities there, but uh, she was also a pretty amazing woman herself. So, 
definitely a shout out to them. Yes. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't say that my, there was much effort on everybody's part. I think that there was just a lot of, a lot of things that got in the way of those relationships maybe being better than, than they were. So, yes. <laughs> I think I think as females, our mother-in-laws, <laughs> we have two kinds. We have the kind that's like, "Oh, please don't take my son away from me," and <laughs> kind of like, "Oh my goodness, please take him." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh, I can't even touch that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was great. That was great. I love it. <laughs> So I think we'll end on, so, uh, yes. for, uh, anybody who knows me and may know that I'm a, a new kids on the block fan and my, I'm mostly a fan. I mean, I love all the new kids, but Donnie is my favorite and his Donnie Wahlberg, whose brother is Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. They recently, uh, several years ago, were doing a series called Wahlburgers and, uh, it heavily featured their mom, Alma, who just passed away. And on the show, she often said, call your mother. So for all of you out there who have a mom or someone like a mom, uh, happy Mother's Day and call them. Don't forget to call your mother. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to end. I love it. I love it. This episode is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Behind the Mask PC, and it'll soon be on YouTube. If you don't use social media, you can email us at behindthemaskpc at gmail.com. Feel free to review us on Anchor, leave feedback on the platform you listen to us on, or message us through our social media or email because we'd love to hear what you think. If there's a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, feel free to message us and we'll see about making it happen. You can find EJ on Twitter and Instagram as EJ8302 and T at her YouTube channel, T's Life Lessons. If you'd like to help keep these episodes coming, you can monetarily support us by visiting anchor.fm slash behind the mask PC slash support. And on behalf of Lori, T, and myself, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time. And call your mother. (laughs) (laughs) That was my very, very bad Boston accent. I apologize to anybody. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys are awesome. I love you.